Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you? Oh my goodness me, it is absolutely raining, pouring down here. Not just raining, it is throwing it down. It's really, really, really wet and windy. But you know what? Perfect day for going to the beach. You might not think so, but it is, believe me, because it's the day, kind of day, when we get the beach to ourselves because nobody braves the beach and the waves are really big and you have to be really, really careful. I love it when it's like this. So what are you up to? We are definitely going to the beach at some point today. Um, and we're going to be running around and we'll probably take my brother's dog with him with us um, and let the dog run around as well. <laughs> so what are you up to? Are you up to anything good? Now, I have got just before I start everything for today, I've got a little bit um, that is for the mummies and daddies. OK. Um, so children tune out. You do not need to listen to this bit, <laughs> but mummies and daddies, I would like you to listen if you want to. Um, I have, um, decided that, um, because my, my podcast has now got very, very popular and there are lots and lots of children asking for um, books. They're requesting certain books and I am having difficulty getting the books. So um, only because a lot of them aren't in my local library. Uh, my library isn't a, a big um, big library connected to all other libraries it's just a just a little one and it's on its own um simply because um they closed the the main one down during lockdown and didn't open it so um i think the um a community of people uh, got involved and opened what they call a hub, a library hub, and the books are all donated, and um, you know they've got like a little little pot of money that they can buy new books. So um, we it just means that they don't have every book that, and they can't borrow it from another library. So to try and stop. Um, disappointing children I have been paying for books and it's got a little bit expensive so I don't want um, a lot of people have said to me just make your podcast subscription only that is not what I want to do because um, well I want it accessible to everybody I don't want to make it subscription only because that just defies the, you know, the whole point of having it. Um, when I when I started it uh, almost two years ago, um, I did it because I love reading out loud and I wanted every child to be able 
to have at least one bedtime story, um, which they are doing. And it's wonderful because it's worldwide. Um, it's all over. It goes up. You know, there's so many downloads and everything. But I just need a little bit of help. Oh, and I hate doing this. I really, really do. Um, but I've what I have done is I have um, linked a website called uh, it's called Buy Me a Coffee, which is really weird. Um, but uh, it means that if you if you want to donate to help the book fund, then you can. You don't have to. It's not obligatory. The stories will continue regardless. Um, but two stories per day is getting a bit um, hard to keep up with. Um, so if anybody does want to co contribute, um, the, the link to go to is co, which is K-O, dash fi so that's ko dash fi dot com slash magical children's stories slash commissions it just means you can donate as much as you want when you want if you want that's the most important part if you want and um it it's not as i say it's not obligatory. It is not. It's uh, it's just me trying to come to a fair compromise without making my site go or my podcast go subscription only, which is something I really do not want to do. Anyway, that's out of the way now. I really didn't want to have to do that. But, um, you know, needs must sometimes. Um, anyway. Uh, yesterday's riddle. What has a neck but no head? And I did give you the clue that it was not the headless horseman. What was it then? Mm, a lot of you got this one right. Evangeline, again, you were the right, or the first one. Well done to you. So, um, well done. You got that one right. And well done to everybody else. Um, today, um, I don't know whether it's an a easy one or not. Um, what gets bigger and bigger the more you take away from it? That sounds very, very complicated, doesn't it? What gets bigger and bigger the more you take away from it? Let's see if anybody gets it. <laughs> get your thinking caps on so a fun fact a fun fact about adorable 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 cute sea lions now not only are they adorable 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 and cute did you know that they are also very musical they're the only animal that, out of all animals, they're the only animal that can clap to a beat and can be musical. How amazing is that? Can you actually imagine clapping? Um, have you ever watched it? I've watched one um, at a zoo once um, 
and it was very, very musical. And they actually blew horns as well. Um, it's amazing um, what they can do. So, um, and I also know, thank you very much for letting me um, see what a puppy corn is. I didn't know what a puppy corn was. Evie said that she got a puppy corn for Christmas and I was a bit confused because I'd never heard of them. But I can see a picture of one um, with Evie holding it and I must say she looks very, very happy with it. Um, it was a nice pink one and it's a, a mashup of a puppy and a unicorn. So there you go. And I must say... Um, not only does Evie look very happy with it, I also have a little girl that would look very happy with one of those. <laughs> um, so thank you for letting me know what one was. We have catty corns. I've seen a catty corn. Um, and uh, my my daughter's got a, pick, a book and it's got, uh, it's like a notebook, a writing book. And it's got a picture of a cat, a very, very grumpy looking cat with a headband like a unicorn horn on its head and my friend said to me that looks like a very very grumpy cat and I said well would you be happy if you somebody put a unicorn's head or unicorn's horn on your head you went no <laughs> so there you go that's why it was a grumpy grumpy cat so today is TikTok day. Not the video things that people use and do. Um, it is, it's actually a very good day. It's work through your to-do list and finish any odd jobs so that you can leave your worries behind and focus on a clean slate going into the new year. How amazing is that? So TikTok day is today. The clock is ticking and you should be finishing any odd jobs that you need to do. I've got loads to do. I probably won't have finished them all going into the new year, but never mind. And it's also National Pepper Pot Day. Now, I thought National Pepper Pot Day was like little um, part of salt and pepper pots, but it's not. It's a soup. I didn't know this. Um, I'd never heard of pepper pot soup. How weird is that? Now, I thought I would read um, mum, 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 uh, chapter two of Mr. Pinkwhistle's Party. So it's called Mr. Pinkwhistle at Work again. So here goes. One day, when Mr. Pinkwhistle was sitting eating an egg for his breakfast, he, his pointed ears heard something far away. Sooty, his cat, looked at him. She could hear something too. It's somebody crying, said Mr. Pinkwhistle, getting up in a hurry. It sounds like a child. I haven't time to finish my toast, Sooty. I'll be back soon, I hope. Mr. Pinkwhistle hurried to put on his hat and then went down the garden path at top speed. He could still hear that crying. He hopped on a bus and went for some way, then hopped off again. He's 
stood and listened, his pointed ears moving like a dog's. Ah, the crying was somewhere over there, somewhere near that cottage. Off he went, stepping softly, and soon he came to where a little girl was sitting, leaning against an old wall. She wasn't crying very loudly, as you might have thought, because of Mr Pinkwhistle hearing her so far away, but quite softly. What's the matter? asked Mr Pinkwhistle. The little girl looked up. She wasn't at all afraid to see Mr Pinkwhistle. His green eyes were so kind. Oh, did you hear me crying? she said. I thought I was being very quiet. Yes, I heard you, said Mr Pinkwhistle. He sat down beside her. Now, what's the matter? I'm Mr Pinkwhistle and I try to put wrong things right. Maybe I can put something right for you. <gasps> oh, are you really Mr Pinkwhistle, said the little girl in delight. I've read about you and I always wanted to meet you. But I'm afraid I you can't put things right for me. You tell me and I'll see, said Pinkwhistle. And he took out a big bag of peppermints. Let's have one of these while we talk. Well, it's like this, said the little girl, taking a peppermint. I haven't got a father or a mother, so my auntie looks after me. She's not very fond of me, really, because she thinks it's a nuisance to have me to see to. But she's all I got. And now she's getting married and going out to Canada. So, of course... She doesn't want me any more, and, and, and you're going to be sent away to strangers, and you're afraid, said Mr Pinkwhistle at once. Here, take my hanky. It's bigger than yours, and cleaner. The little girl rubbed her face with Pinkwhistle's hanky and tried to stop crying. Yes, I'm going to go to somebody called Mrs Clamp, and she's got three boys, all bigger than me. And a little girl who doesn't want me there. Mrs. Clamp smacks people a lot and I'm frightened. What you want is somebody to love you, isn't it? said Mr. Pinkwhistle. A real mother. Oh yes, wouldn't that be lovely, said the little girl, beaming. You know, the kind of mother who welcomes you home from school and wants to know what you've been doing and looks after you when you're not well and makes you a cake on your birthday oh, and fills your stocking at Christmas and says goodnight to you when you're in bed. I know exactly the kind of mother you mean, said Mr Pinkwhistle. It's the kind of mother most children have. Dear, dear, what a pity that a nice little girl like you can't make some mother very happy. I try my harder, said the little girl earnestly, but mothers all have children of their own and they don't want me. I suppose, Mr Pinkwhistle, I suppose you don't know any children who don't want their mother and would let me have her. Oh, I know plenty of children who aren't good or kind to their mothers, said Mr Pinkwhistle, handing out another peppermint. But that doesn't really mean they want to give her away. Oh, this is a difficult problem, little girl. 
Oh, by the way, what is your name? Alice, said the little girl. She gave Pink Whistle back his hanky. I'm all right now, she said. It's nice to have you for a friend, Mr Pink Whistle. I don't wonder that all the children love you. Well, well, that's a nice thing to say, said Pink Whistle, pleased. Look here, I can't think what to do about you, but do you think your aunt would let you come and stay with Sooty, that's my cat, and me for a day or two, whilst I look around? Has she heard of me? Oh, yes, said Sir Alice. Sometimes she reads me stories about you, so she knows you already. Well, that's how it happened that Mr Pinkwhistle had little Alice to stay with him. Oh, Sooty was delighted. The little girl was so kind and willing. She wanted to do all kinds of jobs for Mr Pinkwhistle. And you should have seen how well she darned his socks and mended a hole in his shirt. Oh, she was so sweet to Sooty too, and helped her to clean the house and even brushed the fur on top of her head where Sooty couldn't reach to lick. Mr Pinkwhistle couldn't seem to find anyone who would be a good mother to Alice. They all seemed so busy and worried and tired. It would never do to ask them to look after yet another child. He talked to Sooty about it, and Sooty had an idea. You know, Master, she said, there's Miss Trotabout in the next village. She lives in Cherry Cottage, and... Yes, I remember her, said Pinkwhistle. Isn't she the one with five cats and a parrot? Yes, said Sooty. That's how I know so much about her. I know all the cats, you see. They say Miss Trotabout is the kindest, nicest person who never forgets their fish and milk and... Yes, yes, said Pinkwhistle. But if she's got all those cats to fuss about, surely she wouldn't want a little girl. Well, I think it's because she hasn't got a little girl or little boy that she fusses over the cats, said Sooty. She's the kind of person that's got to love somebody, you see. Somebody of her own. Well, those cats are hers and she really does love them. Hmm, it's an idea, said Pinkwhistle, thinking hard. Yes, it really is. He went over to see Miss Trotabout. She was feeding all her cats. He noticed that she was limping and walking with a stick. Good morning, Mr Pinkwhistle, she said. Excuse my limping like this. I've got a very bad leg and I really ought to be in bed for a bit, but there's nobody I can trust to see to my pusscats. Well, said Mr Pinkwhistle at once, I wonder if you'd like a little friend of mine to come and see to them for you. She's staying with me now and Sooty, my cat, loves her. She would be very pleased to come and look after both you and your cats, I'm sure. And the parrot, too. Really? said Miss Trotabout. Well, if she's a friend of yours, Mr Pinkwhistle, she must be all right. Bring her over. But mind if I don't like her, back she comes the very next day. Certainly, certainly, said Pinkwhistle. And off he went, all the cats following him to the gate. He whistled gaily as he caught the bus home. 
Had he managed to put a wrong thing right again? He would soon know. He told Alice about poor Miss Trotterbelt and her bad leg and all her cats and the parrot. Alice listened hard. Oh, she ought to be in bed for a little while, she said. Mr Pinkwhistle, should I just pop over there for a day and let her have a rest? I'm sure I could look after the cats. Oh, and the parrot too. Well, that would certainly be kind, said Pinkwhistle. And that's how it came about that Alice went over to stay with Miss Trotterbout till her leg got better. Miss Trotterbout had only two bedrooms, her own and a little one under the eaves. It had a slanting roof and a climbing rose looked in at the window. A small bed stood by the wall. Alice looked at the room in delight. Oh, am I going to sleep here, she said. Oh, Miss Trotterbout, I do love your house. It's a home, isn't it? Not just a house. You've so many flowers about and I like your gay cushions and your clock has such a nice loud tick. And isn't it lovely the way the cats all curl up in their own baskets? Dear me, what a long speech, said Miss Trotterbout, pleased. Now, do you think you can cook the fish for the cats and give them their meal? And the parrot's cage once cleaning out and... Oh, Miss Trotterbout, of course I can do all that, said Alice. I'd love to. But won't you get into bed and rest your leg? That's why I've come, you know, to look after things for you till your leg's better. The cats will be all right. See how they follow me about already. Well, Alice settled into that little cottage as if she had lived there all her life. The cats loved her. The parrot talked to her all day long. Even the hens out in the garden came clucking when she called them. Miss Trotterbout stayed in bed for two days. Then another day. And then another and another. She heard Alice trotting around, humming, talking to the parrot, fussing the cats, lighting the gas under the kettle and generally sounding as happy as could be. I must get up tomorrow, said Miss Trotterbout each day, but she didn't. Oh dear, I can't, she said to herself. My leg is quite better. I'm a fraud, I know. But if I get up and show that I'm better, little Alice will go. I can't bear her to go. She's better than the cats and a hundred times nicer than the parrot. If ever I'd had a little girl, I would have wanted one just like Alice. Well, of course, Miss Trotterbout had to get up at last. She got up, really, because Mr Pinkwhistle sent to say he was coming to tea that day. That meant he would take Alice away. Alice watched her coming quite easily downstairs. Oh, your leg really and truly is better, she said. I'm so glad. Oh, dear, thought Miss Trotterbout. She's glad I'm better so that she can go. I expect she's bored being here so long, poor child. Well, she really has been very good. I must give her a nice present. Miss Trotterbout took hardly any notice of her cats. She didn't even speak to her parrot. She talked to Alice all the time and fetched a little blue skirt she thought she could make into a dress for her and asked her what her favourite cake was so that she could make it for tea. 
Alice suddenly ran to her and gave her a hug. Do you know, she said, you're just like a mother. Miss Trotterbout was so surprised that she couldn't say a word. Well, well, that was about the very nicest thing anyone had ever said to her in her life. Just like a mother. Would you believe it? Mr Pinkwhistle came to tea. He hadn't been near Alice and Miss Trotterbout since he had left Alice at the cottage. He badly wanted to know what had happened. Did Miss Trotterbout like Alice? Did Alice want to stay? Would they tell me some good news? But they didn't. Miss Trotterbout was sure that Pinkwhistle had come to fetch Alice and she was sure that Alice wanted to go. And Alice was sure that Pinkwhistle was going to take her away and perhaps send her to Mrs Clamp. And she was sure that Miss Trotterbout wouldn't want her any longer now that she was better. Well, did you have a happy time together? said Mr Pinkwhistle at last. Oh, very, said Miss Trotterbout. But I'm sure Alice is ready to go now. A very, very happy time, said Alice. But I'm sure Miss Trotterbout will be glad to be on her own again. Oh, Mr Pinkwhistle sighed. What a pity. This was something he hadn't managed to put right after all. You'd better get your little bag, he said to Alice. It's time we went. What a lovely tea that was, Miss Trotterbout. Thank you very much. He went to help Alice with her bag. She was in her dear little room, tears in her eyes. I hate to say goodbye to it, Mr Pinkwhistle, she said. It's so homely. And Miss Trotterbout is just like a real mother. I do love her. I just hate to go. If only she would love me instead of her cats. Now, you just stay here a minute and dry your eyes, said Pinkwhistle, taking her bag. Don't let Miss Trotterbout see you crying. It would upset her. He went down with the bag and popped his head around the sitting room door. Just going, he said. And then he stopped in surprise. Miss Trotterbout was dabbing her eyes with a hanky. Well, what's the matter with you? said Pinkwhistle, quite expecting the parrot to burst into tears next. Oh, nothing, nothing really, said Miss Trotterbout. It's just, I shall miss Alice so dreadfully. And I'm such a fraud, Mr Pinkwhistle. My leg was better days ago, but I wouldn't get up because I wanted to keep Alice to the very last minute. I wish I was her mother. She's just exactly right for me. She's much better than five cats and a parrot. I do so wish she was mine. Alice came in just as Miss Trotterbout said all this. She listened in the greatest surprise. Then she flew over to Miss Trotterbout and put her arms around her. I heard you. Well, if you wish you were my mother, so do I. I won't leave you. Don't let me go. Don't let Mr Pinkwhistle take me away. I won't. He shan't, said Miss Trotterbout, suddenly looking so very fierce that Mr Pinkwhistle backed away in alarm. Go away, Mr Pinkwhistle, said Miss Trotterbout. I shan't allow you to take Alice away. This is her home. I won't allow you to send her to Mrs Clamp. What a very wicked thing to do. 
"'And I won't leave Miss Trotterbout,' said Alice. "'It's no good, Mr Pinkwhistle. "'I just won't come with you. "'I'm needed here. "'We love each other, and no matter what you say, "'I'm going to live here with Miss Trotterbout.' "'So there!' "'Well, they both looked so fierce that Mr Pinkwhistle hardly dared to say a word. "'He just said, "'Goodbye, bless you both,' and disappeared out the door. "'When he had gone, Miss Trotterbout and Alice looked at one another. "'Do you know, I have a feeling that Mr Pinkwhistle meant this to happen,' said Miss Trotterbout. He was just putting another wrong thing right. He didn't want to take you away. And instead of thanking him, we've been cross. Oh, dear. Never mind. He'll understand, said Alice. We'll ask him to tea again on Friday. And we'll have the most wonderful cake you ever saw with thank you, Mr. Pinkwhistle, on top of it. He's a darling. Well, he is, of course, and I can just imagine how pleased he will be when he sees that cake. Can't you? <laughs> well, that was a lovely story, wasn't it? Um, Everything came up right and smelling of roses. <laughs> so, um, whatever you're doing today, I hope you have fun doing and I hope, 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 hope that you manage to take care and stay safe because then you can come back and join me again tomorrow for another story. Yay! <laughs> right, you have the most amazing day and I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.